Hi, welcome to Free Life Chapel, where we help you discover and live the free life in Christ. I'm Flavio, and we are so excited that you decided to tune in today. Be sure to connect with us by subscribing and dropping a comment below, or go to our website at freelifechapel.org to find out more about what's going on. But for now, we have an awesome message in store for you. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Kicking off a series today called Under the Influence. We're going to be bouncing around a little bit in this series, and so all the messages are going to kind of stand as, as one alone messages, but, but they're all going to kind of connect under the same heading, and I think you'll get it once we get there. But under the influence, some of you all immediately are going to your past. Uh, that's okay. Just uh, hang, hang right here. We'll get back to that. Here's what I need to know today. Where are the people who like eating at Chipotle? Where, where are Chipotle? Now, you wouldn't be able to spell it if I asked you to spell it. I understand that. Uh, but, but you enjoy your Chipotle. Okay, yeah, we got Chipotle folks in the place. So, so here's, here's the deal. If you've never eaten a Chipotle, well, you owe it to yourself. It's great food. Uh, love it. Uh, some say it's healthy. We'll see. But, but it got, it's, it's good food, a lot of choices. But I've found, I've discovered a few hacks along the way. So all my, all my fellow Chipotle eaters, I'm going to throw some hacks that you can write these down. You're welcome, all right? So, so here you go. Uh, number one, uh, when you go to Chipotle, you're trying to get more for your money. That's always a good thing, right? So you order a bowl and then ask them to double everything and then just ask for tortillas on the side. And that way you can eat everything you want and you can make a tortilla or two later. Like you can get two for one. That's one, that's one, that's one. Okay, it, it gets better. Don't ask for double anything until after they gave you the first scoop. That's worth coming to church right there on Sunday morning. Because if you tell them at jump, I want, I want two servings of that, they skimp on the first one. You never get a full scoop the first time around. Saving money. I see how they train. Mm -hmm. All right, here, here's another one. Two proteins are better than one. And maybe you don't like double protein, but let me show you how to get a little bit more because we all like a little bit more, yeah. is you ask them and say, I want to split the protein. I want chicken and beef. Because then you know they never just give you half a cup. It always ends up being a little bit more chicken than half and a little bit more beef than half. And then you get like one and a quarter, one and a half times. It just, it just kind of works out that way. You're welcome. But here's probably the, the, the best hack of all. This, this is the best hack of all. They sell gift cards. And if you buy a $30 gift card, you get a free burrito, one free burrito for buying a gift card. So here's what you do. You buy the gift card and you get the free burrito. And then you use that gift card next week in order to buy your other bowls and your other burritos. So you keep the gift card you bought. You're going back to Chipotle anyway. You, you know you are. So you get to eat for free one of them days. Okay, so that's, that's the best I've got for you as far as the, the Chipotle. Chipotle is kind of like life. It will stress you out when it come times, comes time to order. If you're with professional Chipotle eaters, they walk right up to the line, I'm like, and they, and they got like, and the person behind, they know exactly what they said. Was that a bowl? Was that a, was that a tortilla? What in the world did they just order? I don't, and, and if you're there, if you're a newbie or you're kind of new at this thing and you're in line, like, can I help you? I'm like, um, 
Okay, uh, so can I, and you, you feel the pressure behind you, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, okay, I want one of those, and one of those, and two of those, and I'm like, half of that, no, oh, okay, yeah, what, okay, yeah, I guess, do I want that, $97.14, oh my God. How did that happen? That's in a bowl. First time I went to Chipotle, I was no dummy. I took Caleb with me. He's a frequent flyer. And so we got in line and I said, what you getting? So he told me what he was getting. I decided to do the same thing. So I didn't look like I was the newbie and I didn't know what I was doing. You see, I, I let his opinion about what was good on that bar influence mine. I, I, it, that was really important because it's just like life. In, in, in this Chipotle line of life that you're standing in, it's best to have someone who's already been in line to tell you what you want on your burrito and what you don't. Because ladies and gentlemen, public service announcement, everything on the bar is not good. But whatever you order, you got to eat. Sometimes in life, we choose stuff that doesn't taste good because no one directed us on what to stay away from or what to get double of. And we need folks who have already been there, who've already started this process to look back at us and say, look, let me tell you by experience. You want double this, avoid that, get two of those, never get that. We need people to help guide us in that because you're going to get what you order in life. Has anyone ever gotten something in life that you ordered but you wish you had not? What was their name? I, I'm sorry, I, should, I, should, I shouldn't come back to church. That, that's wrong, that's wrong. I shouldn't go there. I need the right voices in my life to influence me to choose the right things in life. Because life is too short in order to make wrong choices. I'm only going to be 54 for one year. Okay, it's really ticking down. I've got like a half a year left on this 54 thing. I, I, I don't want to mess up this, the last half of this year, and it's the only year I'm going to be 54. I'm headed to my 55s, AARP, and checking new boxes, and all that stuff is on the way. I can't mess this up. I've got to make sure I'm maximizing every moment. And ladies and gentlemen, you might be 18, 19, 20, think you've got tons of time in life. Can I tell you something? You can make a decision at 21 that will jack you up till you're 41. You do not have 20 years to waste. You better make decisions that are solid and right. And that means I need somebody who's already been in this line to tell me how to order to make sure I get this thing right. That means I need influencers in my life influencers someone with influence someone who I've placed my trust in their decision making and I can look at them and say because of them and I see the outcome of their life and their words it gains a place of influence in me that helps make decisions they sway my opinion about life that's a huge thing when you are the influencer of someone else's life that is massive I'm not just talking about hashtag influencer. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where someone has voice and opinion that helps make decisions on what to do and not to do. That's big. I've had a lot of influencers who impacted my life. My parents were the very first influencers in my life. I've been very grateful for them. What to do, and they show me what not to do, all of that. Yeah. Uh, I've had teachers that were massive influences in my life, coaches. 
that were great influencers in my life. It wasn't on the field, it was off the field. It was their encouragement, it was a voice, it was direction and things. Employers, friends, family have all had voice in my life. And there's some folks, just because your blood does not mean you got influence me. Sometimes I walk right around you, you whack. And I just, I, we share the last name, but and we just keep on going. But then there's other folks that are not blood, but you know that they got some things going on. There's a, a solid foundation of their life. And whatever's going on with you, talk to me. And so you want to pull those folks into your life. It's critical that we get the right voices because voices determine choices. I want to bring us into an alignment today as we're talking about this series on being under the influence and talk about the fact is all the influences boil down to two options in life. There's only two options you have as to what is going to be the voice of influence in your life. Number one is the voice of culture. Number two is the voice of Christ. It will either be culture or Christ. Because the voices in your life either align with culture or they align with Christ. And so we need to make sure that we're going to get boil it all down to the root as to what is it that's, that's putting this influence in my world. Where does it come from? Does it line up? And do I want to follow that? Because they can all be really, really alluring. Let me just kind of give you an idea. All of us, all of us have been influenced and are being influenced right now. In fact... The truth is you will be influenced. You can't help but be influenced. You and I just need to decide who's going to be doing the influencing. But you will be influenced. You are influenced right now. Let me just kind of, where are your beliefs on, on, on a couple of these topics? Here are just some, some topics in our world that we live in. Just your thoughts on this. Relationships. How, how should relationships go down? How do they work? Is that culturally influenced? The social media and what you see there like, man, I saw them do it, so I'm going to do it. Or, or does God's word and what he says about how relationships are supposed to operate, does, does this impact my life? Which one? Because it can't be both. That, that's called a mess. Uh, what about entertainment? What, what have you decided is entertaining to you? Is it culturally driven because it's popular and it's the biggest thing on HBO? Or is it Christ? Could I take Jesus to every concert I'm going to? Would I ask him to sit down and watch this movie series with me? Or would I say, you know, would you please step out for the next five minutes and I'll pull you back in in a second? Which voice is most influencing my life when it comes to entertainment? You see, entertainment is dangerous because entertainment is where you disengage all your firewalls and you stop guarding and you just start swallowing. You let anything into your heart and your mind. So entertainment is critical and important and fun, and we need a lot of it. That's all good. Nothing wrong with entertainment. But the right stuff, because the wrong stuff entertaining begins to affect the heart. It's just something to think about. How about how you talk? Is that culturally influenced, or is it scripturally influenced? Because how you know culture has a language? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes, it does. That this, this whole attitude of me, don't let them talk to you that way. You better give them a what for. Get, get back at them. Don't you. And, and there's this mindset of, mm, yeah, and this talk of how big and how bad we are and how we got it together. We're going to, but, but I don't see that in, right. in Scripture. Right. I find a humility and I find a peace and I find a, which, which one is influencing our life? Oh, it gets tighter. Sex, gender. Which one is influencing your beliefs, 
on sex and gender today? Culture or God's word? Which one have you decided is the standard? If culture, then culture trumps God's word. God's word is a joke if it's culture. If it's God's word, then that means you're going to run counterculture to what's popular on social media and what you're going to hear on television and everything else that's going on in politics today. You're going to hear a different thing. It's, there's, going to be, there's going to be an edge to all of that. Sexuality. Is, is, is sex, is that okay? Premarital sex, is that okay? Culture says, yeah, you better kick the tires before you marry it. Take it for a test drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it okay, premarital sex? Or do we believe that the Bible says it is called fornication? And the Bible says that any sexual sin is a sin against your own body and it will produce, it will manifest not just spiritual effects but physical effects in your own body. Gender. Facebook says there's 60 plus different gender identities out there. The Bible says there's male and female. Which one, which one is true? Which one is true? If Facebook is right, then take this and throw that away. That means nothing. It's, it's, one, it's one or the other. I, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm just talking to you about the reality of what you and I are facing, that we don't want it black and white. I want to leave gray areas to make me feel good. I'm just talking plain with you. I'm not mad at you. I'm not judging. I'm just saying you and I have got some things we got to look at. There's some influences in our life. And we have to decide what is going to be the root source of what we're going to live our lives by. And it's tough, ladies and gentlemen. We'll either come under the influence of Christ or the influence of culture. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Let's talk about this. 1 Peter 5, 6 says this. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, that was slow. That was, okay. So everybody, many of you did not know, when you see the red letters, everyone reads the red words together. Already With your outside voice. Ready? One, two, three. Humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Peter's writing here. He said, let me just help you with how this thing goes. Culture's going to come at you left and right. 19, 20 year old, 15, 16 year old, eight, nine year olds, culture's coming after you. Young adults, mom, dad, business owner, it's coming after you. And here's what Peter said, look, in a, in a culture that's got opinions that are changing every election cycle, I need you to make sure you get something straight. You and I have to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Look, I, the, the truth is, here, here's the difficult part. There's some scriptures that I wish we could scratch out of the Bible. That's one of them. Because the Bible says, humble yourself. Would you turn to someone and tell them, yourself, yourself, yourself. Just humble yourself. Nobody can humble you for you. Humble yourself. Bring yourself under, which means declare before God your opinion is higher than mine. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. I'm going to do life your way. I think I've got it together. I know, but I'm bringing myself under your hand. I choose that. Oh, but there's, there's more to that verse. Because he doesn't just say humble yourself. He says, so that in due time, at the right time, I will take you and I will elevate and I will advance your life and I will take it higher than you ever could have gone on your own. He says, if you do it my way, you get my results. I'm going to bless you and increase you in ways that no one's going to understand, but nobody can stop it either. You see, 
based on the one that you submit to influentially, that influence, culture or Christ, has to be the one that can also help you through every crisis in your life. So if culture is my influence, it needs to be able to heal my marriage. If culture is my influence, it needs to be able to bring peace in the middle of the night. If culture is my influence, it needs to help me with my addiction. If culture is the influence, then culture has to have an answer for my financial problems. If culture is that, and if it's not culture, if you decide no, Christ is the way, oh, then all of a sudden we go back to the book and we find out that there's principles that we can live our life by that speaks to our money, speaks to marriage, speaks to raising kids, speaks to my health, speaks to my attitude, speaks to work environment, speaks to vacation, speaks to handling strangers, speaks to racism it speaks to all of these things it leaves nothing out it is the direction for my life and by the way the great thing is Jesus has already been through your Chipotle line and he will tell you what to order based on what he's already identified is worth having and not there's a guy named Daniel in the Bible who actually experienced this for himself Daniel uh, was a was a Jewish boy who was living in Jerusalem and King Nebuchadnezzar and all the Babylonian army, they came in and they took over Jerusalem. They raised it. They just, they, they took it over. They burned the place down. But they took the creme de la creme. They, they took the best of the best out of Israel and said, we're going to take them back to Babylon. And we're going to make them our slaves. And while they're our slaves, we'll indoctrinate their mind, their heart. We'll train them. And we will raise them to become leaders over Babylon. We will use the best of the best for our good. Daniel was one of them. But Daniel, they didn't understand that they had gotten a hold of a live wire that wasn't impressed with Babylon or King Nebuchadnezzar. Because Daniel lived his life so focused on God as a young man, a young guy. We're talking early 20s. This young guy that was so dedicated and sold out to Christ that even when he was surrounded in a pagan culture such as Babylon with gods and goddesses everywhere, all the food was dedicated or given or sacrificed to a certain idol. When it came time to eat, Daniel said, no, not me. You sacrifice that to your God, that's fine. My God will supply and he'll take care of me. Give me fruits, nuts, and vegetables. I will eat that. And come back and test me in 10 days and see who's better. All of your wise guys or, or the one who's serving the one true and living God. The Bible said they came back after 10 days. And the Bible says, not my opinion, the Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar said, not only are you better, you're 10 times better than all of my guys. Daniel was a guy who was praying three times a day. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. He's praying the Shema and he's praying to be before God morning, afternoon, and evening. And he's declaring his allegiance and his honor before God as he's doing that. There was guys that heard him that did not like it. And so they opposed him. They start talking to the king. We need to destroy him. We need to take him out because he's still serving this God back in Israel. But we defeated him. But Daniel would have nothing to do with it. He said, you, you want to take me out? Fine. I'll sleep with lions all night long. But come back and check on me in the morning. I'll be just fine. I will not break my allegiance with the one true and living God. He held his ground. You know the story. He came out the other side. Here's what the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6. 1, 2, 3. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and princes. Because of his great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Over what? Over, over what? The entire. the entire empire. Watch. It's the play out of what we just read in 1 Peter. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and in due season, he will elevate and raise you up. 
Daniel is a picture that he stayed committed to God when the influences were trying to derail him. And Babylon said, we will fight you. The culture will fight you to get Christ, to get God, his opinion, off of your life. Daniel held on to his faith in God and chose to live his life under the influence of God. And God got him through the testing only to elevate him in spite of his haters, in spite of those who were trying to destroy him. God has a way of elevating so that your haters can't even dethrone you. This is God's word. Do it my way, get my results. For the closing few moments, I want to talk to you about three things real quick. How do I move my life under the influence of God? How do I come under the mighty hand of God? How, how do I walk this out in a practical way? Number one, are you ready? Here we go. Change your mind. Everyone say that. Change your mind. We've got to believe and follow, not just believe, believe and follow God's word. In fact, I don't believe his word until I have followed it. Following is proof that I have believed. I have to believe and follow God's word. Here's the problem with our culture today. Let me talk to you 20, 2022. Let me talk to you real. Here's the problem. We all usually start with culture and then try to apply it to God's kingdom. So the starting point for my life is my world. And then I try to pull in God's opinion as long as it fits my world. So I love God when he agrees with me. And when he doesn't, well, you know, it's just not for me. I just don't believe that. So we're cherry picking what we believe in God's word. Instead of the whole word of God, we just believe in the highlighted sections. And that the Bible, the Bible tells us don't add to or take away. Swallow all of it or none of it. You see, today's world, the Bible is being altered to fit culture. We have more politicians quoting scripture at specific times out of context to try to support what they say they believe and their lifestyle doesn't back up anything that they're trying to use the Bible for. So the Bible is being ripped off in order to throw it out there to try to impress people who say they trust Christ. It's Republican, it's Democrat, it's, it's independent, it's, it's lost your mind, it's all of that. It's, ev it's everywhere. Just because someone quotes scripture behind it doesn't mean it's Bible. That's why we have cultural Christianity today. What is cultural Christianity? They say, it's all about love. God is love. Love and grace. Love and grace. Love. We just need to love everybody. And I agree. But we also need to tell the truth. Oh, you see, the amen went down right there. Did you see that right there? It's like, amen to the ground. If I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. If you love me, you should tell me the truth. If we're going to go out to eat somewhere and we hook up, we've got the boys all together. Caleb, we're going to get Patterson here. We're going, we're going to jump in there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take this whole crew out here. we got a bunch of We're all going to go get some dinner together. And we get out there and we all go. And when we go into dinner, y'all realize that my zipper's down. I want y'all loving your boy, but I need someone to tell this boy the truth. Because like, that's embarrassing. In fact, let me just check make sure we ain't got that, That's kind of embarrassing. I need y'all to tell me something that I might not enjoy hearing, but it's going to save me in the long run. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you love, you speak truth. That's why the Bible says speak truth in love. Uh, we, we, we have to be truth tellers. And it's not truth because I'm your judge. And it's not truth because I'm there to dominate you. It's truth because it's a truth beyond my capacity. I didn't write it. I'm trying to live up to it. So I want to make sure that those that I love are hearing and know there is a standard that we live our lives by. So it's love and grace. It's today, cultural Christianity, there's no right and wrong. It's just how you feel. There's no such thing as an absolute truth. I had someone tell me, push back at me one time, there's no such thing as absolute. You keep talking about these absolute truths. I said, are you absolutely sure? <laughs> well, I see what you did there. I said, okay, so you got to leave some room for the fact that there could be some absolute truths, right? We don't want there to be absolute truths because that means I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I need to change. And nobody wants to change I want it all to come to me I'm comfortable where I am would you please apply a little bit of Jesus to my world thank you and all of a sudden we feel good but the truth is it doesn't work if I'm going to come under the influence of God I, I can't start with my culture and then try to apply God's kingdom the way that we do it is we start with God's kingdom and allow it to define my culture as for me and my house we will serve the Lord. I'm going to start with God's word on all these things. God's word is the influencer of my, of my life. My life must change to fit his word. I don't alter God's word to fit my life. I come into alignment with what he said. He's the one who's already been to Chipotle, not me. I'm just following behind because I don't want to order something that's going to, I'm going to try to spit it out in the end. No, you ordered it. You got to eat everything you order. I don't want that. I want everything that is good and proper and orderly. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I want you to read it loud. Read it loud. One. One, two, three. But let God transform you into a new person. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Keeping God's word as your standard is the only way to live this life. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word shall remain forever. If I'm going to anchor my life to something to get me through this storm, I need to know that the anchor is not moving. I want to get a hold of something that is immovable, unshakable, the same yesterday, today, and forever. It never changes. That's what I will hold on to. The opinion of culture is shifting every election cycle. But if you get a hold of Jesus, he will keep you through whatever happens in life. It doesn't matter. This is the truth and the reality of God's word. I've got to change my mind. Number two, I want to come under... God's influence. I've got to live for God's approval. In other words, live for his as opposed to others. What pleases God, not my IG followers? I might not get many likes on that, but I know it put a smile on his face. Thank you. I'm truly playing to the audience of one. His name is Jesus. See, here's, here's what's crazy. Listen to this. Get this. Listen. Listen slow. We live in a world that talks about standing out but criticizes you for not fitting in. We are caught in between. In other words, you can't win. Culture has set everybody up 
so that you are never on a stable foundation. It's always pushing. It's always shifting. It's always demanding something else because as long as they get to control the narrative on the outside, they can manipulate you and I to become whatever or be wherever. The only thing that, again, is solid and absolute and immovable is God's word. And when we live God's word, it takes the pressure off your head. I'm not trying to please you. I'm sorry you get upset, but I wasn't. I'm sorry. You thought I was trying to seek your approval. I'm so sorry. When you begin to live your life that way, you step out of cultural pressure. And that pressure is we're pressuring you to agree and you better support what we say. And if you don't, we'll cancel you. Oh, I know I'm talking to the right crowd today. Can I tell you something? Cancel culture did not start last year. Cancel culture was going on in Bible days. There were men like the Apostle Paul and Peter and John. They were preaching truth and it wasn't light. So they locked them up to shut them up. Shut their voices down, get them off the street, put them away. The only problem was they kept talking while they were in prison. And now the prison guards were getting saved and giving their lives to Jesus. And then angels were showing up and breaking jail cells open and they're walking out because you can't shut down truth. It was game changing everything. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says this. Watch this. Look at how the word speaks to 2022. Am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I I would not be a servant. If I were trying to please man, I would not be a servant to Christ. Jesus said in one place in Matthew, he said, you can't serve two. You've got to serve one. You better choose this day. Which one is it going to be? You can't ride the fence. And whichever one you choose is going to be, there's going to be some tough days come. But we've got to come under his influence. You see, following Christ is going to make you different. Not weird, different. Please don't do weird, but different, yes. We talk different. We think different. We believe different. We live different. Yes, we do. We have this thing called the fruit of the Spirit that operates in us, so we are actually kind. I didn't say you eat kind bars. I said we are actually kind. We actually serve people. No, it's not what do I get. No, how can I help you? What can I do? I'm living with joy in my life. I've got a resident joy that doesn't make sense and I can't explain to you why. I just wake up in the morning and go, man, you know, today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. It's, you just know down deep inside that everything's going to be all right. I've got a hope. I've got this hope that is just crazy. It screams in me. And I know that, man, my future is strong. This is why people keep coming to you with their problems. Because they see a strength. They see a hope in you. And they're trying to grab a hold of something that is an anchor, that's unmovable, that your hope is not built or founded on circumstances or things happening or not happening. There's something deeper on the inside. And ladies and gentlemen, when you and I begin to live our lives differently and we become that picture of the hope of Christ, people are going to bring you their problems, not for you to get upset, complain, and run away. That's where we lean in and we give them a handful of Jesus and we give them a heart full of love. And I got your back and let me tell you what he did for me and he can do the same for you that's the game changer in our life that's why they're coming to you with that stuff 
We don't live argumentatively with people. We're not belligerent about our faith because we're not perfect. We don't have it all together. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm working on it like you're working on it. But we do value the smile of God over the hand clap of people. And when you begin to live your life that way, you live differently. Number three, done with this. I have 19 points, but I'm going to stop with three. If I'm going to come under the influence of God, I've got to grow my faith. You've got to keep growing your faith. Someone shout, grow your faith. Grow your faith. First Peter chapter 1, verse 14 says this. You must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. How do you know y'all can still desire some crazy stuff? If you don't raise your hand, I'm going to make you stand and admit what it is that you do. So please, I'm going to ask one more time. How do you know you can think some crazy stuff? You can have some good. Me too. We all can think. Here's what I learned. When I said yes to Jesus, my crazy thoughts did not stop. Anybody notice that? Well, I didn't think I was going to have any more problems. They told me if I give my life to Jesus, all my problems will go away. Yeah, they lied to you. That's not how it works. No, hell still shows up. I just got something greater in here that helps me get me through those things. But I, I still have some crazy thoughts. I have some desires I don't want to have. There's some stuff that, but, but Paul, the, the quarterback of Christianity said the same thing. The guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He goes, the things I want to do, I'm not doing. The things I don't want to do, I'm getting good at it. What in the heck is going on with me? I love Jesus. I'm doing everything I can to serve him. And I'm having some crazy thoughts. I'm still dealing with greed. I'm still dealing with selfishness. Lust. When I'm singing Amazing Grace, it's not always about His grace. Sometimes it's the her called grace. It's just I'm just thinking all kinds of stuff that happens in my, what in the world is going on? It's amazing. Anger can kick in. Unforgiveness. Bitterness. Revenge. Stuff stirs inside of us. But just because you think it doesn't mean you have to do it. And I'm learning this. That just because it's a thought doesn't mean it needs to be an action. We, we, we have to be careful for the stupid voice in our life that's back there talking. Watch this. According to what Peter said, that's trying to pull you back into the ways that Jesus pulled you out of. Oh, there's a pull. There's a ploy. There's a work. There's a, there's a pressure. There's something coming after you. That's why you got to be really, really careful. You, you, that's why you need to skip the party you keep getting invited to. Do not go to that party because it ain't got nothing to do about where you're going. It's trying to take you back to where you've been. There's some digits you need to delete out of your phone. Delete. That's right. Delete them. Don't save them in notes. Delete those notes. Uh, uh, by the way, delete the friend request. Do not say yes because it ain't going to take you nowhere in your future. That's all the way back. Girl, let's get back. Let's talk about back in the day. Back in the day is dead to me. That was then. This is now. I'm moving forward in my life. And by the way, no, I can't get with you because it's never just lunch. There's always something else connected to that. And if it's not headed towards Jesus, I can't do anything with it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got to make decisions. Culture or Christ? Culture or Christ? Culture or Christ? Which influence will you submit your life to? Don't play with it. Don't compromise on it. Hold that standard. First Peter 1, 14, we just read that. Don't go back and do the crazy stuff. Here's what he follows up in verse 15. He says this. Just as God who chose you is holy. Yeah, I, I, had, a, 
I had a real problem with that verse for a long time. Because if we're going to be honest, there's nothing holy about Scott. I know that. And there ain't nothing holy about you. Don't look at me that way. You're like, hey, man, you're not holy. No, none of us in this room. We struggle with that because when I think holy, I think God. I think Jesus. I think, ah, angels. Okay, that's not me. Mm -mm. Oh, if you only knew. Cindy, watch the amens. She's, she's, she, yeah, 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 that's a little, little strong today. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless. God bless. Here's, here's how you don't become holy. By the way, what is holy? Holy means to be uncommon, set apart for a higher purpose, out of the ordinary, not common. So he says, be holy, be uncommon, be set apart, be out of the ordinary. Not weird, but definitely different. How do I become holy? You do not become holy by pursuing holiness. You pursue holiness, you become religious. You pursue holiness, we start to think, okay, what does it take to be holy? I'm going to read my Bible, I've got to go to church, I'm going to be a tither, I'm going to be serving. And we start making this full list and we start checking off the marks and we go, oh, look at that, I'm holy. And you're still gossiping about people behind their back and you're still judging folks and you've got that thing in your heart going all kinds of... Okay, tell your neighbor he's talking to you right now. I know he's talking to you. He ain't talking to me. He's talking to you right now. That's all of us. That's all of us. You don't pursue holiness. You don't become holy by pursuing holiness. You become holy by pursuing Jesus. It's, it's only Jesus can draw you in because watch this. Jesus is not a box I check off. Jesus is a 24-7. I'm after knowing him, loving him, hearing his voice in my life, living a life submitted to him, his way, not my way, walking in humility, walking in grace with other people, never judging, realizing that the, I can't, I don't have time to judge you because I'm so consumed with dealing with Scott. If I can just get that dealt with, everything will be fine, but, but I'm always working with me. So when you realize that all I have to do is let relationship develop holiness, not pursue suit of a list of do's and don'ts. That's a game changer for everything, ladies and gentlemen. That's why pursuing Jesus is the only way to advance in your life. It's the only way to actually bring your life under the influence of Christ. My, my choices, my behaviors, I'm closing, I'm closing with this. We're, we're, we're landing the plane. My life radically changed the day that I decided to marry Cindy. That Puerto Rican looked at me with those big brown eyes. I said, Wepa. Por supuesto. Gloria a Dios. Chipotle. And um, <laughs> the day, the day that not after I said I do, way before when I decided this girl, I'm give, I've, given, I've given my life to her. I, I stopped flirting. I stopped, I stopped talking to other girls that way. Uh, it, it changed everything. I, I stopped eating at buffets because she don't like them. She thinks, oh, my God, people have breathed all over the food. I can't go and eat this. So, so she, she can't do. So Golden Corral, you know, it's not happening. All that, right? I started watching Hallmark Channel. I, I started watching Hallmark Channel. I, I cry. I, I, but but I, yeah, yeah, there you go. I, whoop, there it is. I, I, 
I started seeking her opinion about things in life. You see, when I fell in love with her and I began to pursue her, when I committed my life to her, in fact, the end of this month will be 28 years that I've been chasing this lady. I committed my life to her in May of 1994. And in the 1989 words of Mickey Howard, I'm in love under new management. It all changed. I know some, some of y'all, if, you did, if you're not around in 89, Google her. That's all I got to say. Amazing album, real music. That's all I got to say. Love under new management. I, I came under a new influence. I became intoxicated with Cindy. She became the influencer of my life. I, I committed my life to her and I started chasing her. And you see, when I started doing that, that's why I stopped flirting and talking with other ladies because she has my heart and she has my focus. And that's why I stopped eating at buffets because what she likes influences the places that I go and I don't go. And that's why I started watching the Hallmark Channel, God help me, because she changed the entertainment value of my life. And that's why, that's why I started seeking her opinion about things in my life because her will mattered above everybody else's will on this planet. I want to know what she thinks about my life. You see, once you lean into and you buy into and you commit your life and then you begin to pursue with all of your life, it takes over your life and it alters everything about you. And I don't feel like I've been robbed I don't feel like I'm missing out in fact the relationship and the love that I receive from her feeds me to overflowing you can have golden corral and you can have ESPN I got hallmark baby and it's all good in my world because of the one that I love it changes everything relationship religion will never do that for you but relationship because when she bats those brown eyes at me <sighs> Mufasa <sighs> Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm losing you now. I better come back in. How do I put my life under the influence of God? Give your heart to Jesus. Stop flirting with other influences. Chase Jesus' heart with passion. Start choosing the things that he loves. And in doing so, you'll change your mind, Christ over culture. You'll live for God's approval instead of people and you'll grow your faith because I know him more now than I've ever known him in my life grow your faith be here on the weekends open the Bible catch a blog that you can listen to just a, a podcast, something that's five minutes long, feed your faith get the right voices in your life when it comes time to worship in here just actually lean in and begin to sing those words Apply it to your life. Turn the radio off in your vehicle and just talk to God five minutes on the way to work. Begin to make spiritual decisions that are towards the relationship, not to become holy, just to fall in love with Jesus. And watch how it'll change your life. We're going to pray today. I don't know how you need to pray, how your neighbor needs to pray, but I know we do. And today I want us to commit our lives to Him, to so that I'm coming after you and I'm bringing my life under your influence. 
so that in due season you can bring the elevation right on time and when he elevates nobody can dethrone what he puts in motion let's pray father we love you today and we decree that we need you over everything culture doesn't have an opinion compared to you your voice is the only one that stands your voice is the only one that will last you're the only voice that is true immovable unshakable and today, God, I pray that you would help us, help our heart and our mind to get rid of the gray area and begin to let black and white begin to settle in and remind us that there is a right, there is a wrong, there is a true, there is a false, there is a yes, there is a no, there is a as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God, I decree that I don't just believe you, I will follow you. I'm coming after you. I choose your opinion over mine. I choose your opinion over family. I choose your opinion over what my professor said. I choose your opinion over social media. I choose your opinion over politics. I choose your opinion over popularity. I choose you. Today, God, I'll set my mind on your word and I'll live my life to honor and glorify you. God, redirect our life. Lead us in this line so that we will make the right decisions that once we get to the end of the line, we will absolutely love everything that ends up in our bowl because you are the one who guided everything. You've already been there. You know what life is supposed to look like. So we will choose life based on your opinion, on your influence. Today, we come under your influence. Guide us and lead us by your word and by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If you receive that, those hands together.